What's up, everybody? Let's spin some yarn. I'm going to talk about something that uh, it was a discussion I had today. It disturbed me a little bit, and I want to get it kind of out of my head. Um, I don't think anybody meant anything like nefarious by it. The, the leader that I was talking to is not a bad person. It's kind of the disclaimer, but we were having a conversation about uh, something that it was a personnel issue that came up, something somebody brought to my attention. Uh, they were having issues with a, a leader um, that was in charge of a group of personnel that uh, stand a watch, right? And so uh, that group of personnel were kind of having some issues with the way their supervisory element was dealing with them, interacting with them. They were basically just receiving it as kind of hostile, a little unprofessional. Uh, and it was brought to my attention to be dealt with, right? Um, so I went and talked to uh, a kind of the senior leader that was in charge of all that stuff and bring it to their attention that, hey, you probably have an issue uh, here and, and you might want to go kind of have that conversation. And basically the way it evolved is we were talking about this leader. With, and I had this conversation with both the sailors that brought it to my attention and with the, the senior leader that I brought it to, uh, to their attention, basically saying, uh, hey, this was brought up uh, that this guy was kind of dealing with sailors in a way that was unprofessional. But his personality, it, it's such that uh, it's kind of how he's interpreted all the time. Uh, and I'm still getting to know the guy. Uh, so I, in my interactions with him, I wasn't surprised by what I heard from these junior sailors, which is a problem. And I and I communicated that with the juniors that brought it to my attention. I'm like, hey, look, it, is this a special, like you're being singled out thing uh, in, in that behavior? Or is it just this guy being this guy and not that that makes it okay. It's unprofessional behavior is still unprofessional behavior. It'll still, it's still going to be dealt with, but I, I wanted to determine whether or not the, the sailor that was bringing this to my attention was being singled out for a specific reason, or was he just behaving this way with everyone because it's kind of how he is. And that's what, that's the problem that needs to be addressed. Both problems, both not okay. But I was, I was trying to clarify, uh, what the actual problem was that I needed to deal with. Because it would have differed, the approach would have differed slightly uh, in, in that, is he singling out one person and is what's the motivation behind that, et cetera? Or uh, is he just treating a whole group of junior people like this? And, and they're kind of married. <laughs> like Because if he's treating one person like this, he probably thinks it's okay to single out people he doesn't like and act this way towards all of them. Uh, and if he's not doing that and he's just treating a large group that way, it's kind of the You kind of arrive at a very similar location and it's probably going to be dealt with very similarly. But... I was trying to get the details I needed to be best equipped to go talk to this this leader uh, if if and when, which is what I'm going to do tomorrow, and I'll probably record another podcast as a follow-up, but uh, I'm going to go talk to this person about that. They weren't available today for me to do that, so I, I wanted all the information I could have before I went and had this conversation. So had that conversation with the sailors, and then I, I went and had uh, the following conversation with the senior leader that was in charge of this this supervisor that we were having the issue with, right? Hopefully, this I'm, I'm intentionally leaving it vague, as I do quite often, and hopefully it's not confusing. Um, but I'm talking to the senior leader, uh, and, I'm, and I'm kind of relaying all these things to him, because they need to be brought to his attention. Uh, and whether or not I'm the one that deals with it, or he's the one that deals with it, uh, it still needed to be discussed uh, and brought to this guy's attention. So uh, that's what I was doing. And, and in the course of the conversation, some of these watch standards are, are temporary personnel that are uh, transitioning 
through these phases of either like limb due due to medical issues or out of the Navy due to other issues or, or whatever. Right. Uh, they're all kind of, uh, they have different scenarios unique to them, but they're all in this weird transition phase and they're not permanently assigned, uh, to my command. Right. So the, uh, conversation went something like I was relaying these issues that they had with the sailor that is is a direct report to me, right? And that direct report is permanently assigned and he's a well-regarded staff member, ranked very high. He's that guy, he's great reputation, blah, 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 right? Uh, this is the kid along with another uh, first class that that witnessed this interaction with this, the supervisor that got brought up as a problem. Uh, they're the guys that brought it to my attention, permanently assigned staff members. The temporary personnel, uh, it, it kind of got relayed to me as well that this might be happening with all of them and they might all have an issue with it and, and that they're all kind of complaining about it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a slightly different situation we got here. And so that's what I brought up to this senior leader I was talking to. And when I brought it up, the conversation went away that bothered me uh, in that we we're having a conversation about like, Hey, like if he's, if he's treating this permanently assigned guy this way, that's, I have a problem with it. But if he's treating all these temporarily assigned people that way, I don't have as big of a problem with it. And I, I, you can imagine I, I slammed on the brakes pretty hard when that was communicated. So I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Like if they're wearing a uniform, it's a problem that they were treated this way. I mean, anybody really, but like in this scenario, because we are who we are and we work for this organization, like I don't care what transitionary phase they're in. I don't care if they did a line of Coke last weekend or, or getting processed out of the Navy, as I've talked about before. They're wearing a uniform. I'm taking care of them. If they used to wear a uniform, I'm taking care of them, but that's just me. But I'm saying in this scenario, we have these personnel that are working for us, temporary, permanent. I don't care. They're they're entitled to the same leadership as everyone else. And and I fired pretty hard uh, back against this viewpoint. And, and we, we arrived at a place where I think we were kind of on the same page, whether that's because of my... <laughs> elevating the level of conflict or um, because he came to see my, the side I was representing. I don't know. Uh, I think he kind of thought I was going to be on board with what he was saying at first. And I was like, no, absolutely not. And and I think it's, it's something we all fall victim to. And I think I, I've talked about it previously in relation to like a mass case or a, a sailor getting separated from the Navy, but like, it doesn't matter what they did. I mean, you could we could caveat that and argue it like if they, if they murdered a bunch of children or something and it's been substantiated then like yeah they're gonna be in prison anyway so this is mu- probably a moot point but I like I'm gonna go pretty far down this road of they're a human being and especially based on who we are and the role we're in and what we're talking about in in a leadership capacity if they're sailors, I don't care if they're getting out of the Navy tomorrow or they're veterans. And that again, that's just me, but that's how I feel about it. But I, I will assert and argue and debate and continue to champion the concept of if they're sailors in any phase, they're still wearing a uniform to work. It's your job to lead them. I got a guy right now that I've talked about recently that 
was a huge just personnel and administrative nightmare. And we did everything we could. It devoted a ton of bandwidth. And when I say we, it was me and a bunch of other chiefs, including my CMC, that devoted all kinds of bandwidth and effort to trying to point this kid in the right direction and and get him out of the really tough situation he was in financially, uh, the bunch of administrative stuff. And the kid decided that on a suspended bust, he was going to do something really stupid. And now he's getting administratively separated and going on his way. Now, that being said, devoted a ton of bandwidth to this kid, put all kinds of effort into trying to point him in the right direction. A ton of my time, a ton of a bunch of other chiefs times to, to try to dig him out of this hole that he was in and point him in the right direction and teach him the things he needed and give him all the tools he needs, right? Ton of bandwidth, ton of time and effort into what everybody, and I dragged him along with me kicking and screaming a lot of the times, but a ton of effort and bandwidth into what everybody thought was a lost cause. And we didn't win this one. <laughs> like I, I've got stories about like quote unquote lost causes that I've, I've got the victory on and it's incredibly rewarding when it happens because of this concept, like they're, they're sailors and maybe they just needed the right leadership. Maybe they just needed someone to care about him for five seconds. This kid, I, I don't know why I lost this one. I'm still working on that, trying to figure out why we're in the situation we're in. And, and I'm also like, I haven't had some discussions I want to have before this kid actually transitions because I'm still kind of angry <laughs> that we're in the situation we're in. But that being said, we're in this situation. He's still a sailor wearing a uniform to work. And it's still my job to be his chief. It's still my job to take care of this kid because now the goal isn't necessarily to get him out of this hole so he can stay Navy and go back to sea and and write the financial like preparedness ship so that he can go execute the mission. Now it's him transitioning out of the Navy successfully into uh, a job that's able to pay the bills until he can get through the uh, vocational training he wants to do to get a a better job to be successful as a civilian and a veteran. My responsibility didn't magically end. The the goal shifted, like the, the road we're going down changed, but my responsibility to him did not change. And that's really important that we understand that there is no point at which that responsibility alters like you're allowed to be pissed off I get it I've been there a whole bunch of times like I understand when you're in a scenario like you're allowed to be mad about a sailor not succeeding on the level or reaching the potential that you think they should have not listening to your guidance that had they just listened they would have succeeded you're allowed to be mad about that you're just not allowed to take it out on them You gave up that right the day you stepped into that leadership position. You especially gave up that right the day you pinned on anchors. Like, you don't get to do that anymore. It's not an option. So, when presented with this scenario, like a kid that goes to mast for situation X, okay, accountability happened, you know, the, the EMI or the the punishment awarded or whatever will be affected following that mast. 
and there might be a whole bunch of other follow-on stuff. There might just be ripple effects from whatever happened in their personal life that affects their professional life. Maybe they got to go to counseling. Maybe they got to go to anger management. Maybe they've got a court bunch of court dates that take them away from work. Maybe they got to get left behind on an underway to deal with all this stuff. Your responsibility to them does not end. It doesn't get altered in any way. That sailor might need more of your attention, more of other supervisory attention, might need a whole bunch of outside resources to rally around them and get them through this. But you're still like (laughs) inexorably attached to that responsibility that you have as their leader to get them headed in the right direction, to provide whatever resources you can, to fall all over yourself to ensure their success, or at least do everything you possibly can to set them up for that success. There is personal accountability in this like there is everything. I get it. I can't I can't do anything about the personal choice that this kid made to sabotage his ability to stay in the Navy. I can't make the choices for him. I can't be there when he's going through this decision-making process that he's been given all the tools and training and mentorship to successfully navigate, and he just chooses not to, just chooses to make a really obviously dumb decision, knowing what the consequences are, and just he just does it anyway, like, I know I'm driving off a cliff right now, but I want to see if this car can fly, I can't do anything about that, except, like, explain to him again, once he, it's over, like, how gravity works, like, hey, and now you know, I told you this was coming, and now here's the consequences, how are we going to deal with them and, and move on with life, if we can, or how are you going to successfully transition out of the Navy, but I'm not going to be, I'll never be the guy, and, I, and I'm trying to communicate that I don't think anybody should be the one that writes them off, right? Like you'll see it after a DRB or an XOI or an NJP where a, a sailor gets done and they're like ostracized and continued like to be like passively punished by who whoever, leadership, uh, peers in their peer group because like now they got to go do all these things that take them away from the work center and take away their ability to help execute the mission or maybe they get left behind on a deployment and now they got to pull your weight for you, right? And so now, just like in a lot of other scenarios, we talk about it a lot, they're basically getting like reprisal. Like it's like they're basically... They're ostracized. They're being they're continuing to be punished after accountability already happened through the administrative side, right? They're already dealing with a whole bunch of drama with like and got it. There's personal accountability there, but they're already dealing with a bunch through the the lens of like they probably got financial punishment or they're on restriction or they can't drive on base or they blah blah blah, right? They're already dealing with the punishment part or they lost a bunch of money and rank. Like they're already publicly getting punched in the face by the Navy, holding them accountable and awarding punishment, right? So we don't need to continue to to punish them. We don't need to like ostracize them. It's like as soon as it happens, now the the you're on day one of them earning their way back. And trust me, they need to earn it, but they don't need to continue to be punished. And that's a weird dichotomy there. That's something that you have to balance. But it's something that you have to balance. You don't get an option there. You don't get to just continue to punish them because that's how we lose people. 
That's how we end up with mental health issues. That's how we end up with suicides. That's how we end up with people, bright, high-functioning, amazing sailors, deciding that it's not worth it anymore to stay in the Navy and move on to presumably successful civilian careers, right? Or they get out and have a whole bunch of mental health health issues and then you find out later, right? It's It breaks my heart when I hear about stuff like this and when I hear opinions like this or, or um, communicate, like communicate with leaders where they're telling me things like, uh, well, the temporarily assigned sailors that are on their way to the Navy, on their way out of the Navy, aren't as important as everyone else. Like, go stand in front of the mirror and say that again. Like, it, it was hard for me to not lose myself in that situation. But by the end of it, I, I think we were on the same page. I think. I, I definitely argued the point forcefully enough that I think he understood my disgust and and by the time we were at at the end I I mean part of it I think he might have just used some he picked the wrong words but I also think he kind of felt that way and I don't think he thought about what he what he was saying and the exact implications of what he was saying and how messed up it would be if he was one of the people lumped into that group because you got to think like transient groups of sailors so we, we got them everywhere we got TPUs transient personnel units all over the place we got like the T divs here and there at like random commands where there's these transient personnel that are there for a million different reasons. There are sailors there that are on hold because they blew their knee out by no fault of their own. There are sailors there for a whole like myriad of issues that are all different. And a lot of which have nothing to do with any kind of disciplinary process or any kind of like undesirable like reason or whatever but because they're there, you people just kind of associate that with like some kind of negative thing and consciously or unconsciously treat them accordingly. And I got a giant problem with that. <laughs> and you should too. Having that conversation, I was, I was really bothered that I was having that conversation at all. But understand everybody's in a different phase of development and some people have opinions that are different from mine or stances, I guess. I don't, I don't really view this as an opinion. Like, ah, oh, you can just view it that way and I'll view it this way. And that's going to be okay. Like I'm going to argue that one, uh, to the death if necessary, metaphorically, of course. But, but yeah, I, I was pretty, pretty upset about it, but we got to a good place cause I didn't lose my head. Thank God. And, uh, and it, it, it brought me back to that kind of all those scenarios I've seen where like, I, I've talked about the kid that, got processed out for cocaine and and they just like they wanted this kid's head on a spike and it I get it I understand what happened but the specific scenario like I, I was uh really involved in it in in a way that I had a lot more detail than everyone else and that's probably part part of a small part of the reason why I had the perspective that I did but I think I would have felt the same way is uh this kid was a really great kid that everybody held in high regard and he's really nice and like, I mean, wouldn't step on an ant on the sidewalk and then this happens and you're kind of like, what? Like, it's the last kid on the planet you would think would do this, but it happens. And then when you dig into it, I, it was, I <laughs> could have happened to any immature, naive kid in the situation he was in, and it, but it happened and he popped on a drug test. It got it. Doesn't make him the devil. And went out of my way to like reach out to him and talk to him when I saw him and, and 
see how he was doing and kind of ask him where he was at in his process. Like people are kind of afraid to talk to him. Everybody thinks they're lepers when they're wearing a big restricted badge or something like that's exactly when they need leadership to intervene and have those conversations. So I encourage you to do that um, and to not to to be the one that is the lifeline, right? Like if you're in a situation where you see that, where you see somebody that needs that type of leadership, like the most challenging, most like uh, sketchy gray area looking stuff like that's where the most leadership opportunity exists. And yeah, you might be uncomfortable. You might have to have a weird conversation. You might have to break through some of that ice to get to that sailors, get to a point where you're having the type of, of conversation and you have that rapport to get out what you need to or to, to provide them what they need. But do it. Seize that opportunity because those are the people that need the help. Those are the people that need the attention. Um, yes, there are going to be sailors that via personal accountability for whatever life choice they made, yeah, end up in scenarios where they're probably beyond help, but they're not beyond decent, like human behavior and, and just a normal human to human interaction that allows them to know that they're not completely abandoned. They're not out on a windy corner all by themselves. Like they screwed up. They might've done something bad, but that doesn't make them an evil human being, right? Like they're, they're still entitled to your leadership uh, until the day they step out of that uniform. And I would argue uh, even further than that. Um, but that's what I got for you today. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Always down for discussion. Uh, hopefully some good ones coming up soon. I, I'm working through some medical stuff that uh, negatively affects my energy levels and, and ability to have the mental like <laughs> focus to sit here and have these uh, conversations or to just sit here and talk. Um, so that's why you've kind of seen a, a little bit of a slowdown. And I know some people are kind of waiting on me to get back to them, but uh, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm working through that and hopefully soon the surgery will fix it. Um, but if you need anything, as always, reach out. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message me. Don't give up the ship podcast. Or you can DM me on Instagram at DGUS podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you need if you need anything. Or if you're interested in having one of those discussions, I'm working on all the platforms and like how I'm going to make that happen. But I think I found one that's going to work pretty well uh, for like where I can just send you a link. You click on it and then we're talking and I'm recording it all on my end. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to work really well when I get that fully figured out. Um, and then uh, if you guys want to support us, you get something in return and then helps us keep the lights on and pay all the bills. We are not a for-profit enterprise. I want to make sure that that's clear. Uh, it's just helping us pay all the subscription fees and equipment and all that stuff. So uh, you can go to dgutspodcast.com slash shop. You can get t-shirts, stickers, magnets, all kinds of cool stuff. We've got a ton of stickers now. Uh, I'm looking into some other stuff in the future. But if you want to if you want to support us, you get something. Uh, it helps support us, helps get the word out, and then gives us a little, a little bit of ability to uh, pay all these subscription fees not out of my pocket. Uh, so that would be awesome. Help us out. dgutspodcast.com slash shop. Uh, and that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship. <laughs>